Hello, good morning, good afternoon, whatever time you are listening to this podcast. Welcome to episode 7. Yes, we are 7 years old. 7 years old, 7 weeks old. Uh, never mind Polly Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. It's been pretty crazy this week, as ever. Um, how have things been in sunny little Wales, Reese? How are you, my friend? I'm good. Um, things have been been great, I guess. Uh, I had a week off work two weeks ago, so last week back in work. Um, back into the flow of things, back into real life, I guess, from a week on the piss up, I guess. So. You've been, yeah, on, been, you've been on the piss, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Every say, other day. Have they, have they unlocked everything now with um, the whole COVID thing? It kind of went... So England was kind of really far ahead of us. Like, everything was open in England and Wales was, like, really far behind. And now then it just went, like, yeah, we'll open everything. So everything's just kind of open at the same time. I feel, so. I feel like the, we were kind of straight out of the bat, like, cool, let's open everything. Wales, uh, Scotland was like, no, let's open nothing. And Wales was like, COVID, what's that? Like... <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like you'd sort of forgotten you're like alright we've got to go uh, better uh, open the pubs then better we like, <laughs> yeah yeah. We, tr- we tried to be sensible for a few weeks and then we went we're losing a lot of money here <laughs> like we've got to open it all up <laughs> I always refer to your boss just as, as he's the voice of Wales going right yeah Reese, we're losing all the money here boy we need to better open this up <laughs> we need to get him on the pod one day that'd be great yeah <laughs> as yeah. ever we start with the news this week and I have some um, some kind of bad news, really. And it's been a running theme for the last couple of weeks. It's been bad news. But it's no one dying this week, so that's a plus point. But it is a band breaking up. Young British rock band Milk Teeth decided to call it a day um, during a social media post. Bassist and lead singer Becky had this to say. After battling with a decision for over a year, come to me, come to me best to move on a new part of my life. Today Park's a bittersweet end of Milk Teeth, and it goes on to say that basically they start out in college, and um, they'll be looking forward to the new chapter. Um, it is bittersweet because Milk Teeth for me are a band who I have a massive amount of love for. Their uh, first album they put out, their debut album, is in my opinion an absolute classic of the modern era. It's a really, really good alt rock. If you like the kind of nineties alt rock. Really, really worth checking out. And the brand new album they put out literally last year, uh, which is self-titled, is great as well. Um, are you much of a fan? Of, do you know much about them? I don't know much about them, but I do know that I've heard them being talked about by you and other people. I, I know they had they had a did they have a bright future, and then it kind of went a bit stale, didn't it? They, it they've had they've had they had a kind of a jolty start, to say the least. So essentially, there was um, Milk Teeth was a five-piece <laughs> band. Um, yeah. And then, through different reasons and, and things, um, two of the guitarists left, and they brought in um, M from Nervous, the band Nervous, to play guitar, and also brought in uh, the drummer of Nervous to play with Milk Teeth on the newest record, which, if I'm honest, kind of killed the momentum a little bit, because, as I say, the first album is brilliant. They had a really good trajectory, uh, and they released a couple of EPs after that, which were great as well. Um, and then it kind of just all kind of grown ground to a halt, and kind of don't really know. Like the wheels kind of fell off, but they were they were clubbed they were clubbed in all with with bands like Creeper and Sorority Noise, Modern Baseball, all these kind of young up and coming bands. Yeah, some of which obviously have fallen away. 
uh, and broken up things, but obviously Creeper being the shining light that have gone on to be this massive thing. And if, in my opinion, Milk Teeth had that potential so badly, so it's a re- it's a real shame to see um, that the Milk Teeth are no more. But um, yeah, it's it's just I don't think they got the uh, the traction nor the love they deserved, in my opinion. So it's a sad day. Well, it's yeah. a sad day when any band breaks up, to be honest. But especially a young sort of female fronted, um, you know, a British band as well. So um, yeah, it's really they were, sad. They were part of a. A big crop of young British. I think they're British. Are they British? Yeah, yeah, they're British from um, yeah, yeah. In, um, like a, a part of a young British crop of bands that are coming through, and some of them have started to fall away now. And I think we're kind of almost seeing the the ones who are going to survive the longevity, like your Creepers and your Black Peaks and stuff. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I was going to say you bring you bring up Black Peaks. Black Peaks is a great example as well of of a band who came up with that kind of crop of bands. They sound Creeper, Black Pigs, and Milk Teeth sound nothing alike, but they they all came up at the same around the same time. Yeah, and um, yeah, it, it makes me worry for bands like uh, Black Pigs as well because they've not really been around as much due to COVID and due to Will um, having issues with his, his singing voice and things like that. So, like, obviously, this this being uh, Milk Teeth breaking up is kind of it's a hard hard pill to swallow. To say yeah. the least. Um, in other news, Tyler of Tyler Carter of Issues has left the band under uh, sexual misconduct claims being made against the ex-vocalist. Um, I don't really want to delve too far into that kind of Twitter sexual misconduct stuff, but I say as a podcast, we stand with the victims, obviously. Um, but as it's just yeah. What is it with pop punk bands and people being fucking noncy? I don't understand. Yeah. I just don't understand. Well, I, I do understand because they have a very young, impressionable fan base, and they are they are of you know, yeah, it, it's, it's inexcusable in any case. So, fuck that guy. But I hope that issues can recover because issues are a, a pretty decent man. So you know, but whatever. I mean- with all these things, you always got to hope that it is a false accusation because yeah. then you because you otherwise you'll start losing your your grip on your humanity. But yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously it's it's horrible. As, as a general thing. as a general rule of thumb for me personally, I don't like trial by Twitter, which I feel yeah. like a lot of it is some of the time. Don't get me wrong; if someone's made a claim against someone, like it should be taken seriously. It should be taken down the correct procedures and routes and obviously be investigated but it's you know the whole cancel culture is rife and you know yeah it's a difficult one because you know we don't want to stand here and say well actually just because this band have got massive you know you've suddenly decide that you're going to make up an allegation because i i don't believe there's people out there who are, who are sick enough to do that in my opinion yeah. like you know but you know, at the same time, we stand with the victims and hope that um, these people are getting their just deserves, both support for the victims and obviously people who are doing this kind of stuff stop and get their yeah. happens basically. Um, in lighter news, and it's Biffy Clyro drama yet again this week. <laughs> um, poor Biffy Clyro. Biffy Clyro have been nothing but a brilliant band for years, and all they ever do is get stick. But hey-ho, um, they appeared on Radio 1's Live Lounge 
uh, here in the UK, and they did a cover of WAP, originally performed by Cardi B. Now, I know very little about Cardi B, I know very little about this song. What I do know is what I've heard, I've heard the song, um, the original, because of my girlfriend playing it to me through TikToks and things like that. So I know of the song, and I've, I've heard the original that Biffy done on the on the cover, on the um, Radio 1. So, I personally think it's funny. I think, like, <laughs> without being too deep and depressing, life's too fucking short. Just laugh at it. it laugh at it for what it is. It's, it's inoffensive. It's funny. You know, it's just it's just a 30-second a thing. It's not, you know... But, as ever, people on the download forums, on, you know, general forums, have been absolutely crying out for Biffy Clara's head yet again. And... I just think, give the poor band a fucking break. They've just released a brilliant album and they do a 30 second cover of a song which arguably is massive at the moment. And they, yeah, they just can't just catch a break. So, but what, yeah. what did you think of the cover? I thought it was, I thought it was laughable. Laughable so, in a good way, but you know, laughable. Yeah. So my girlfriend Jade is a massive well, I don't know if she's a massive Cardi B fan, but she listens to that song all the time. Yeah. And I personally hate that song. And it's not even to do with... People People think, oh, it's to do with the lyrics, that's why you hate or whatever. And, oh, and then they make, people make the, the argument that, oh, look, there's been male artists singing about that and all, all that. But personally, I just don't like the song because I don't like Cardi B. Because <laughs> I just think I she's think, a terrible... I think, like, I think it would be double standards for, as metalheads, to go, these lyrics are... Yeah, edgy yeah. or dangerous or whatever because you've only got to listen to bands like Cannibal Corpse who literally sing about coming blood, you know, and yeah. violating prostitutes and all the rest of it. It's so, like, I get it. Like, we can't stand here on our hypocrisy post and go, no, this is wrong. But they are in the mainstream. But then again, it's that age-old argument of sex sells, isn't it? So, yeah, you know, and it always but will. But it's I, not I, for I, me, but... <laughs> I, I... Because I, cause I hate Cardi B, but personally, I think that what Biffy did was just, it was quite, it was funny and it was clever because what they did was they took the song, they took the the lyrics and they showed how easy it is to just to change a song mm. to be anything with those kind of basic bars, I guess. <laughs> yeah, very true, very true. Um, also, we have a brand new track from Bring the Horizon featuring Youngblood, which is arguably... The biggest story of the week. I probably should have put that at the beginning, but you know, whatever. We're rolling with it. Um, yeah. What are you What are you saying about this new song? Uh, is a bay? Is, is that what's called? I'm, I'm right in believing. Yeah. 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 Cool. Bay. I. I love this track. I had it on like repeat constantly. It's just I, I love it. Sometimes when I listen, I feel like it's probably a bit, bit too hectic. Like uh, there's quite a lot happening. But when you turn that shit up loud, <laughs> it's yeah. a hell of a tune. So I was going to say, I I'm I I think this is another home run for Breathe Horizon after Parasite Eve. Um, I like the way they're going because you know, obviously, with Ammo being the last record, the last proper record they put out. I'm not, I'm not counting that mixtape thing they've done, which is obviously yeah. a record, but I'm not counting it. The last proper thing they've done, um, being Ammo, was very much like a mixtape kind of vibe anyway, whereas yeah. lots of different things where these two tracks just seem just hectic and noisy. And I'm like, if that's the route, bring me a going down again, just this 
kind of hectic, noisy route. I'm like, I'm all for it, you know, because yeah. they've got where they had before. Like, for example, my favourite Brewing Horizon record is There Is A Hell, uh, Let's Keep It A Secret. Um, right. Followed shortly after Sepultural. It's always a tossle between the two. But the reason why I like that one so much is because it's where they experimented the most, but because they didn't have, you know, the ability as such they do now with Jordan Fish being in the band to kind of stretch those experiments out. Yeah. I think they're they're the they're at their best when they're being their most experimental. Yeah, and obviously yeah. some some of it lands and some of it doesn't. But, you know, when when you've got the ability to write a song like Shadow Moses or Sleepwalking or, you know, any of their big hitters just in your back catalogue anyway, regardless yeah. of who's in the band, like you that's that's all good. You know? It's a bit like the, yeah. they've they've got to a status where they can they're just at that level where they can just be a big band, release two or three big songs per album, and the rest of it can be whatever they want. Yeah, exactly. You know, they. I think Bring Me are a band now who you cannot criticize because they're at their best and they're most creative, and that's what they're doing. They're living almost the dream. Yeah. They, they've now they pulled in a lot of new fans, arguably yeah. with with Ammo, and now they're kind of leveling it out now by kind of doing what they want to do. So they've been creative. They've got a more of a, a pop audience in possibly, and now they're kind of doing what they want to do, which is like a, almost like a crossover between pop rock metal there's all there's just all different there's even tech some sort of wood back into it it's just just i just love it and yeah, definitely i was gonna say there's a couple there's a couple of points i just want to pick up on like um it's very much similar to slipknot in the sense that on their last on slipknot's last record you obviously have two or three massive world-class slipknot songs that will be in the set list for as long as they're a band you know, yeah, and then the rest of the album's kind of this weird, avant-garde, different kind of experimental approach. And also, I think that um, Bring Me the Horizon have done what Post Malone did in bringing Ozzy Osbourne onto a track. Someone who, yes, arguably, um, uh, Young Blood is more in our world than what Post Malone is, but at yeah. the same time, Young Blood is massive. With young people, they yeah. yeah, he's a massive artist, and I saw him at Reading this year, and the crowd he pulled was massive. The hype around him as an artist was massive. So to have him and Bring Me the Horizon, who arguably are massive, video they're 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 a number one top selling band now. They've had number ones in the UK, you know. So like they are a massive mainstream band. To have them together is is a surefire win, regardless if the track's any good or not. The fact that the track yeah. is great is 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 obviously brilliant, but you know I don't I don't even think they could fart in a bag and put Brewing Horizon X Young Blood on it and people would buy it on that basis yeah. because they see those two names together and think I want a bit of that. Um, yeah. What else has been going on? Um, so in a bit of metal news, uh, Dina Cazares of Fear Factory has confirmed there'll be new music in 2021, which makes me really happy. Um, and Nine Inch Nails um, have been indu- will be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Obviously, uh, Atticus Rock, Trent Reznor, and Crew will be inducted. 
And as a final bit of trivial news, there's a lot of news today, guys, so I apologise. You can actually play as Jack Black in Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. So <laughs> there you go. You can play as the Tenacious uh, D front man himself. Lovely Speaking bit of, of late D, we need D to come back. I'm just going to throw it out there. I, yeah. I, I miss Tenacious D being a, a live band. I've never seen them, but I'd really like to. So, before we... Well, after we recorded last week's episode, as what always happens normally, is some massive news broke. And that um, that massive news was Reading and Leeds Festival announced their lineup along with a few other bands since. Um, we were going to um, talk about... We've done a speculative who we thought was going to be at the festival, but I can just confirm who is at the festival. So, it's I'm, I'm going off the uh, the Reading and Leeds website. So this is in order of ABC, obviously. So, we have 100 GCS, AJ Tracy, uh, Ash Ashco. Uh, B2B, Catfish of the Bottom, and Charlie XCX, uh, Dabby, Dabby, Dababy, 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 <laughs> Disclosure, um, Doja Cat, God, there's some weird ones, Fever333, I can get behind that, Jack Harlow, Lewis Capaldi, Liam Gallagher, Lyra, Mabel, uh, Madison Beer, MK, Neck Deep, Post Malone, Queens of Stone Age, uh, Singrid? I don't know how to say that. Uh, Sophie Turker, Stormzy, Two Dust Cinema Club, and Young Blood, who have just spoken about. Now they have announced six brand new headliners, supposedly, but they say brand new. They've all sub headlined before, so <laughs> you know, nah, whatever. We'll take it. It's fine. But the biggest thing I want to point out for me personally, and obviously Reese as well in this podcast, Rage Against the Machine not being there, man. That that that's the one that's yeah. the real kicking the teeth because if Raging's Machine were there, I would probably buy my ticket for either the day or the weekend because you know as a general rule of thumb, I really like Reading and Leeds Festival. I think it's a good festival. It's well set up. It's well run. Yeah. Um. You know the bands aren't always my cup of tea, but there's always something that I would go and see. Something for everyone, I think. Yeah, exactly. They they do pull in a decent kind of variety of stuff. Yes, arguably they should and could be more rock bands playing, but you know when you've got the likes of Download, Arc Tangent, Bloodstock, Two Thousand Trees, it's kind of catered for. Like I don't need Running and Leeds to be a purely rock festival because yeah. if you want to go to you know a, a quote unquote rock festival, we've got it covered in the UK. In my opinion, at least, anyway. Yeah. Um. So, what what are you saying about the uh, lineup so far, then? Well, what I'm saying is, as of today, mm. this morning, recording this on the Sunday night, mm. I have now bought my ticket with Jade. Nice. <laughs> well, for the full weekend. <clears throat> yeah. Well, for getting to the Wednesday, so we bought early tickets too. Nice. So, yeah, we're getting the, doing the full weekend, um, and mainly because of the things we just said there. It's just Jade's not into rock and metal. <clears throat> And we really wanted to do a festival together this year. Um, so Reading, Reading really kind of has that variety. So she's like into all of like Post Malone, um, uh, Doja Cat and all them, Mabel. Yeah. 
uh, Stormzy. Uh, but then I'm I'm in massively into catfish in the bottle, man. Like a massive fan. We discussed it on last week's podcast. Yeah. Queens of the Stone, Queens of the Stone Age for me. Liam Gallagher, um, all massive fans. So you know, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be good. This is this is the weird thing that I find with Reading and Leeds, right? So just looking at that lineup, there's there's not a great deal on there that massively excites me, but. Like catfish and the bottle men, I'm like, yeah, I, I, they're they're inoffensive. That's fine. I, I do see that. Yeah. Fever three three three, obviously big fan of. Um, disclosure again, inoffensive. Fine. Liam Gallagher is obviously part of Oasis, so he's great. And I love his solo stuff. Um, neck deep. Uh, br- well, they used to be brilliant. Their last album's pretty poo, but you know, uh, Queens <laughs> of Stone Age it is fucking great. Uh, Post Malone is it would be fucking great as well. Stormzy, uh, obviously being a very young, up and coming artist, um, and obviously headlined bloody Glastonbury for Christ's sake. Yeah, so so that's a massive booking. Um, and obviously Young Blood, who we've just spoken about, and Two Doors Cinema Club. You know, there there is stuff on there that I'm like, okay, cool, that's fine. But then there is stuff like um, I forgot Lewis Capaldi. I'm a really big fan of Lewis Capaldi. So. Um, Things like, uh, is it Mabel? Did I say Mabel? Yeah. yeah, Mabel. Like, I know, like, a couple of her songs just through radio play. Yeah. So, like, it's kind of like, although I wouldn't normally go and see her, I feel like, potentially, if Reading and Leeds pull some more rock bands in, I could yeah. be swayed. Well, I'll be honest, I could be swayed. Because as we spoke about a couple of weeks back... Downer Festival's looking not weak but predictable. Um and obviously I've been a few times and a few of the bands I've seen quite a lot anyway. So it's a bit like, oh, you know, fine, well there isn't a massive excitement for that. Um whereas if Reading and Leeds do pull in some more of the stuff that I like, more of the heavier rock stuff, yeah. Could be swayed. Yeah, I, I, I'm anticipating a lot more rock bands and like indie bands being announced instead of more pop bands because this this announcement, like the the smaller bands, have mainly been kind of pop pop acts, possibly to get um, people who haven't already bought their tickets to come in because they they got the rollover from last year, which will be people who religiously go. Yeah, definitely. So that that'll be more the rock and the indie kind of lot. And now they want this year, they kind of want to get that. Um, that more of the the mainstream audience in. So and that's the thing. There there is a there is a lot of people like there is a there, that lineup to me is very much for that bucket ha, bucket ha, hat wearing uh, dark fruits drinking Twitter. You know, yeah. Nothing but, nothing wrong with those people, but that lineup is like their absolute wet dream in my yeah. opinion. You know. There is, there is absolutely no way that they're not going to get excited about that, you know. And for yeah. someone like me who's kind of not, I wouldn't say my music snob, but I'm more, you know, I'm more like guarded in what I listen to. For me to turn around and say that this looks more appealing than Download does at this point in time, you know, it says a lot. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I mean... Like I look at Download this year, and I'd happily go again because it's a great festival. But I kind of wanted a bit of variety, as I said. Yeah. Going to go with my girlfriends, but you look at this lineup, and I'd say four out of six of the, the headliners, maybe five, are people I really want to see. So, you know, that's 
four or five potential headliners, whereas downloads you're getting three. And plus, there's gonna yeah. there's gonna be there's gonna be bands like last year. I'm anticipating repeated acts, so like Black Peaks are on, Creeper are on, so I'd be able to go see them at Reading and Leeds anyway. So yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, I'm gonna see them anyway, so I'm just gonna see a bit of a of a variant. You know. Yeah, definitely. It's a it's it's a very uh, interesting one to say the least. It's um, but got the potential. I, I definitely say that much. I'm definitely keeping a firm eye on on Reading and Leeds this time around, which is something which I didn't think that I'd be saying. You know, this time, you know, a few weeks ago when it was obviously all cancelled and stuff. Um, as I say, I, w- I would prefer to have seen Rage on there, but you know. You know, we can't have everything. <laughs> can't have everything, that is very true. But in the same respect, I'm potentially looking at sacking off most of the festivals and going... Because I really want to... I'm dying to see Ramstein on this <laughs> on this tour. Um, and right, I yeah. really want to see Rage Against the Machine. So I might just take a couple of weekends off and go abroad and go and see them, you know, at their own yeah. shows. So... Because I know I know that they've still got tickets for um, Germany, uh, the German shows uh, with Ramstein. So seeing Ramstein in Berlin would be, ah, uh, yeah, that that sounds like yeah, kind of fun. Like, it sounds like my kind of party. Do you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah, we, we 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 never know. Ramstein may never play a festival again. Well, they this, may this they may the thing, just like, do stadiums now. This is the thing. Someone wrote on Twitter. This is completely off piece. With someone wrote on Twitter saying. That he he was watching um, the Ramstein Paris DVD with his two year old son, and he said that it's really sad that his son would never get to see Ramstein live. And someone said, "Oh, I don't know. Ramstein's still got ten years in him." And someone said, "Well, Till is like fifty seven. Like, yeah. how is Till Linden fifty seven? Yeah, that's it's nuts. Mental." <laughs> and I was just like, and it kind of got me thinking. Really, I was like, what bands? Like, I know we've discussed this before, but like, what bands are like you know you were just shy of missing, you know? Yeah. Like, so mine would have, I think mine would be Nirvana. But then again, I was born in '93, so I wouldn't have had much of a chance in Nirvana anyway. Before, obviously, it never happened. But uh, yeah, them and Pink Floyd, I think, would be the two that kind of spring to mind. Yeah, mine would be. Um... Linkin Park, I guess. I think that, and also like bands that um that were on their on their like on their great run. Like, yeah, so yeah, I, I've missed I, that. I had the chance to go and see. This is back in two thousand and eight. I had the choice between seeing Dragon Force, Raging some uh, Rise Again, sorry, or um, Avenged Sevenfold. Yeah, so. that was my first ever gig, and. So, Avenge would have been on Waking the Fallen. Um, Dragon Force were on Ultra Beatdown. And um, Rise Against, I do believe, would be on Appeal to Reason, which right. is arguably like one of their best albums. And I chose uh, Dragon Force. So, if I could go back in time, <laughs> I would definitely uh, rectify that mistake. Oh, but, what, what made you choose? Um... Through the fire and flames, basically. Right. Like, okay. I'm a very simple human being. Like you know. I hear fast guitar and I, I yeah, go. Like, that, that was a uh, that was a tune. To be fair, I'm just trying to figure out if it, if it was. Um, where's 
on a Wikipedia now. Yeah, 2008, yeah. Appeal to Reason, yeah. Which is fucking great album. Oh, I'm really annoyed now. I've annoyed myself. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, we are... Uh, we like to steal concepts here on this on this podcast, and once again, we are borrowing slash homaging to a uh, to something which is Desert Island Discs. If you don't know what Desert Island Discs, you've been living under a rock for a very long time. Desert Island Discs is essentially is it Radio Four that do it? Is it Radio Two? I can Radio Two of is oh no, I don't know. yeah Radio Radio Four I think actually yeah I think it's Radio Four. Basically, if you're stranded on a desert island forever, what would be your album you take away with you? And that's kind of what we're going to do. We're doing our own Nevermind Polly spin on it. So we're doing, uh, what would you, you're allowed to take one album, you're allowed to take te- a 10 song mixtape, you're allowed one book, one meal deal, which you have to eat for the rest of your life, and one band or artist that comes with you. So, I don't know if you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? You can go first. Okay, cool. So, the one album that I would take with me is... I've gone contemporary for this one. And I have gone for Enter Shikari's The Spark. Because that album, to me, is... It sounds really weird, and it's only because I absolutely adore this album. I know a lot of people in the in the fandom aren't massive fans of this album, but to me, it is just the sound of happiness. Like okay. <laughs> it, it's just it's so gloriously happy, and there's sad bits, and then there's highs, and it's like it's just the perfect rounded pop record written by. Yeah. A rock band, basically, in my opinion. Um, so, ten songs that I would choose. I've kind of gone for a bit of just tunes that I just love and I never, ever get sick of hearing. So, a lot of, you know, like, obviously, we're named after Nirvana on this podcast. But if I never hear a Smells Like Teen Spirit again, I'll be a happy man. Like, do you know what I mean? There's only so many times you can hear that riff before you actually go insane. But yeah. These songs are songs that I absolutely love. I listen to them till the day I die because they're just absolutely great. Number one, is in, it's aren't in order, but number one, I've gone with ACDC Thunderstruck because yeah, yeah. just an absolute fucking tune. Um, I've then gone for Avenged Sevenfold Nightmare because I just think that is an absolute jam. I have gone for number three. I have gone for Slaves, The Hunter, because I really like that song. Oh, right, okay, yeah. Because it's just like, it's well punky, in it? And yeah. Oh, geezer, geezer. <laughs> <laughs> um, get you moving on the island. <laughs> get, yeah, get you moving on the island. Um, <laughs> gone for Green Day... And I've gone for Welcome to Paradise because yep. it's a tune. Uh, four, I've gone for Pink Floyd. Wish you were here, just because I love that song. We've, just, we've discussed this before. I love that song. Uh, number five, I've gone for Judas Priest, and I've gone for Breaking the Law because again, an absolute okay. tune. Yeah. 
Number six, I'm going to go with um, Marmosets and Major System Error because that intro is just so, so sick. Um, number seven, I'm going to go with Lamb of God, Walk With Me In Hell because just that riff is just monumental. Um, number eight... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna lose all my metal points here. Number eight, I'm gonna go with Wonderwall by Oasis. Jesus Christ! Because <laughs> I because you know what I like self-deprecation. I'm I'm a, I'm a I like to hurt myself sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, number nine, I'm gonna say. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say Milk Teeth owning Eurocanus because I love that song. And number 10, I'm going to go... Oh, I've got to go for a big old... Mm. Yeah, I'm going to do number 10. I'm going to go Metallica, Nothing Else Matters. Because you got to go for a big old ballad in there somewhere, aren't you? Yeah, okay. Go on, and, um, yeah, so the meal deal I'd have... Actually, yeah, we'll go for yours, then we'll go to the meal deals. What would you so have? So my, my, my album... Mm. My album would be uh, the Poison album. By uh, Bullet for My Valentine. Oh fucking hell! Okay. Because that album is my favorite album of all time. I don't care that no. it's all heavy and it's and there's no variant. I just love that album. I, I never yeah. get bored of that album. Like I listen to it in work every day. So that's near enough being on a desert island. So wow, bloody hell! That, um, then for my ten songs, I'd go with first of all again not in order. I'd go with. The Man by The Killers. Right, okay. Uh, <laughs> Break Stuff by um, <laughs> Limp Bizkit. Damn it. Yeah. Funny quick, funny story. Every time that I am steaming drunk and I hear that in a rock club or a download, that's it, I'm gone. See you later. <laughs> I'm in a mosh pit of some description. If there isn't one, I'm starting one, like, every time. <laughs> yeah there's a little bit of a running theme of mine i kind of went for a varied list so i didn't want it to okay. be like all metal and everything so um number three i've gone for it with never fight a man with a perm by idols yes. uh we'll be talking about idols in a bit um then i've gone with uh similar to you yeah. uh wish wish you were here nice um and then i've gone with congratulations uh, by Post Malone. Okay, yeah, nice. Uh, then I've gone with gl- Glass Built Houses uh, by yes. Black Peaks. Love that. On number six now. Uh, then I've gone with uh, Seek and Destroy by Metallica. Yeah, good shout, good shout. Um, then I've gone with... Um, I'm trying to think now. What was, was my list? Uh, Easy Lover by Phil Collins. Interesting. So what am I on now? One, two, three, four. Am I an eight? Eight, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think I'm, I'm an eight. Yeah. Um, then I've gone with um, Royal Highness by Tom Grennan. Okay, yeah. And then just to get to get moving, I've gone with People Equal Shit by Slipknot. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, what a tune. Here we go again, motherfucker. <laughs> I, I, I've tried to keep it very varied. So there's probably songs that in there 
that are probably not my favourite, but they're different moods. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Because if you're uh, on an island, if you're on an island, you don't really listen to heavy stuff all the time. No, you've got a headache. You've got a headache. You want to be listening to something a bit more calming. That's very. But the, the way that I thought about that is, if you want something more calming, you could always sit sit by the beach. I guess, yeah. But but, but then again, I'm just an angry human being. Apparently, you know. I, like, <laughs> I've discussed. I'm just angry at everyone. Angry at everyone. Cool. Um, have we discussed meal deals on here before? No. Nope. Okay, well, yeah, so we, again, did, we did. La- we did last week, but yeah. So again, nicking this from a uh, Jack Mace podcast. Happy hour. Go and go and check it out. It's a great podcast. Uh, if you'd have one meal deal to eat, so that's obviously one one main, one snack, and one uh, drink. I would. I've actually thought about this more than I've thought about anything else on this list. Because you want something that's going to be filling, but you don't get sick of the taste of it. Yeah. So, I've gone with... This isn't normally what I'd go with, but I feel like it's quite a good idea. I've gone with a chicken bacon salad sandwich. Right. Right? So, obviously, you get your chicken, get your bacon, that's nice. Then you get your salad. So, the salad being, like, lettuce and tomato and all the rest of it. So, you kind of got that nice kind of, like texture to it so it's not just all just meat yeah. um and then for the drink i have gone with a banana smoothie oh, uh, like a banana, banana milkshake sorry no um, no 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 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Banana, all day long no 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 all day long it's like a dessert it's like yeah, a dessert i'm i'm sorry this is something we'll probably have to have a full podcast about which is fears i'll let people want the podcast but i have a phobia of bananas and it sounds like sad about this it sounds like i'm joking i have an actual phobia of bananas no, i'm not laughing my, at you but that's just i don't know why pe- it's really funny no it's, it's fine it's funny I, <laughs> I find it funny people in my house if they've had a banana they have to wash their hands and like the counters where they've had it it's just that's so mad pulses me i hate i don't mind like looking at one but anytime that's... they're near me or they could touch me i could smell it it's just like nah get away that's so weird. <laughs> so you t- choosing banana milkshake is just it's like you, yeah. <laughs> I just I just love bananas. They're just the best. Um, and for my snack, I would normally go for a pastry option, like uh, like a sausage roll. Or I'd go for like a Cornish pasty, but I'm not. I've not gone down that route. I have gone for chocolate, and I've gone for the humble dairy milk. As we discussed, yep. being one of the top end uh, of our chocolate, our chocolate podcast. If you haven't already listened to it, go and check it out. Um, and also, we said one band or artist that can come with you. Um, I thought of this in two ways. I thought, firstly, you could have one person who is really like intellectual and kind of like really. Um, who knows a lot of things, right? Yeah, wouldn't they get boring after a while? Be that's, like, that's my that's <laughs> my thinking. They'd get boring after a little while. So, with the logic of saying you can have an artist or a band, I've gone with artist and I've gone with Slipknot because there's nine of them. Okay, fair enough. So on like that basis, <laughs> I, like, yes, you're going to hear every story they've got eventually, but there's nine of them to go through first. Yeah, like Johnny's you know, like you could just focus all your time 
on one person until you get sick of talking to them and then go to the next one and then eventually, eventually you'll run out of things to say to them but you know yeah, and but also then... I'd, I'd quite like to see them get old or like them sort of in their retirement It'd be quite funny yeah but then didn't you hear what Corey said this this week about the, the Slipknot bandmates oh well, they're all grumpy individuals they're all yeah <laughs> well I mean so ha- have fun with that I, I, I don't it's weird right I get that you're in like this massive band and stuff and you're part of this massive machine but you're in Slipknot like <laughs> you know you, you're comfortably making a mint out of living in Slipknot you know and being in Slipknot like how hard can it be you know like I, I don't I, I don't know but perhaps I think there's a there's a lot of big personalities in there yeah. Um, you know, and as we discussed um, on last was the last week's pod, we we're saying that you know, do you think that you would be able to survive living with someone like um, Corey Taylor and Sean Crayon, who've who arguably have got massive egos, you know, yeah. and like massive egos create massively great art, but also they've got massive egos. So you know, they, I reckon there's quite a lot of. Quite a lot of fighting going on behind the scenes, I reckon. You picked them. Huh? <laughs> you picked them. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, like, just in general. like, I'd, Yeah, but yeah, I did pick them, to be fair. So who, who are you going with? What's your meal deal, then? And who, who are you picking? The, the meal deal? I believe it's part of the meal deal. Okay. And it's the Morrison's um, uh, cheese and bacon turnover. Okay. Pastry thing. It's right. bloody lovely. So that's going to be your main. <laughs> you, ne- you never normally get it because it makes a mess in the cows and stuff. Yeah. So normally on the way back from coll- in college, we'd uh, we'd go there for a meal deal or something. And uh, it just crumbles in the car. So you just set out, stand outside the car eating it. But, so, but on a desert island, you don't have to worry about that. So we'd be going with that, I think. Nice, um, nice. I think it'd have to be delivered hot. I don't know how they do it. They'd have to have like a... <laughs> just make just, up your own make up your own requirements for this desert island must must have a microwave that I can plug my, my turn yeah. over into <laughs> yeah um, go with that and then for the drink I'd not well I normally I'd go with like an energy drink like monster or something but I think that you get bored of that really quickly also, also monster drink content. yeah monster drink every day I think you'd be dead uh, <laughs> yeah the, well to be fair my, I'm drinking banana milkshake every day so it's probably not much better for me. Yeah, so, but that's yeah. milk. That's milk. You could like if you you can just burn that off on the island. So yeah, true whereas that, true that. whereas monster is going straight to your heart. Isn't it? Yeah, true, true hearts. <laughs> straight to your heart. Um, <laughs> um, so I think I'd go with like a a flavored water. Oh, okay. Are you going sparkling or still? Um, I think I'll go sparkling. Ah, uh, see, just. Just knew, for a bit I, of variance. I knew, I knew you'd do that. You bloody nonce. No, listen. <laughs> no, wait, it's flavoured. If yeah. it's no, if it's normal water, you're not going sparkling. But because it's flavoured water, you got to go sparkling because then it's just like like lemonade and squash. Okay, yeah, fair enough. I'll let you off for that. So, one. and then if you really wanted to like a flat one, you just shake it, leave it. Yeah, that's very f- Yeah, you, got, you, you get the best both worlds. Actually, I'll take it back. Yeah, see, I'll take it back. Yeah, up there yeah. for thinking. Uh, <laughs> and then for the for the food, I think I'd go well, like the snack. I don't, I don't think I'd want like a crisp or something because I think that I'd get really bored of that because it'd be like the same flavour every day. 
and also soul content as well. Mm. Chris can be really salty, can't they? Yeah, and it's like, maybe a Kit Kat chunky because there's different ways you can eat it. So every so, day um, you, could, you could try something different, and it's got the it's got the chocolate, and it's got the wafer. You can easily eat the chocolate first, and then the wafer you can eat it all at one go if you really wanted to. So, so yeah. I- I thought about this. I thought we could go for a Twix as your other, other option. Because yeah. I was thinking, this is like a little bit off topic, but um, making a cake for Emma's birthday tomorrow. And uh, we got, she got some Reese's Pieces. And I was thinking, that could be kind of cool. I'm not a massive fan of peanut butter, but yeah. because it's got a, a soft center, yeah, it's kind of got that, that um, difference of uh, texture. So... Yeah, I think I'd go with a, a Kit Kat Chunky. Kit Kat Chunky sounds like a good shout. Good yeah. shout. Let us know on our Twitter what you would do for your Desert Island disc. So you in your album, your top ten songs, um, what you'd eat, and who you'd have with you. Um, yeah, oh yeah, and the other thing was uh, you got to take one book with you. Oh yeah, I forgot, I forgot to mention the book. Hang on, I got to I got to say my um, artist and band mate. Oh, go on, him. Sorry. Yeah, uh, jumping ahead of myself. You are jumping the gun. Um, I think mine would be someone like Lewis Capaldi. He's quite a funny guy, isn't he? Yeah, I I I like to think I'm I'm a bit like Sir Lewis Capaldi in the sense that he's very funny and very self-deprecating, but yeah. also mad talented. So, yes, thanks for agreeing. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not. You caught me out there. You caught me out there. Um. But yeah, no, I, I mean, with like rock stars and stuff, you don't know whether they're going to be nice because you don't really hear much about them. But with Liz Capaldi, he's quite open in the in the social media and everything. So that's the thing; they always say that the people uh, like the bigger rock stars are nicer than the small ones. So they- everyone, everyone's like who's ever met like Slash and Duff from uh, Guns N' Roses have said they're like, the nicest people in the whole world. Like, yeah. you meet, I don't know some mid-level band who are just dickheads and think they own you know everything because they've got a bit of bit of a bit of a following yeah like I like I love Pink Floyd but I, yeah I wouldn't, wouldn't be stuck on a design with that no that would be, <laughs> be a bit much yeah but yeah um, and then the book um, my book would have to be uh, have you read the Tyson Fury autobiography no I love um, autobiographies, but the Tyson Fury autobiography, I think, would have to be mine. I have read, um, obviously different, but I've read the uh, the Frank Bruno one's pretty good. Uh, right. Frank, Frank Bruno autobiography is pretty good. Um, so books, I would... Uh, I don't really know, because I thought about re- like what I like to read, and I'm like, what has got like re-readability... Yeah, and I've come up with two, one of which I don't know whether I'll be allowed because it's more than one book, so probably not. But if right. I'm not allowed it, I've got, <coughs> I've got a backup choice. So if I was allowed one and it had to be one on its own, I would go with the complete collection of Sherlock Holmes because right, okay, that yeah. obviously different. It's all one book, but obviously different stories in one book. So it's got a lot of re lot of re readability, and if I'm if I was if I was that's my second choice. My first choice would be the Harry Potter series in its entirety, because 
I've probably read that about six times now. I don't, I don't, you can't pick the Harry Potter series, but I'll let you get away with the Sherlock one. Fair, fair. I, I, th- I thought I probably wouldn't be allowed to get away with that one, to be fair. So, I mean, with yeah, Sherlock Holmes. books are hard one because you have to have something that's... I, get, I didn't really think about that. You have to be able to read it a few times. Yeah, it's got to have that re-readability re- factor. Where it hasn't. Yeah. Like, otherwise, it's just a wasted opportunity, isn't it? Yeah, I think... Well, yeah. Maybe you'd bring like a, I don't know, like a, like an encyclopedia or something. Yeah. Or something like that, or a fact book. I don't know. Yeah, that's pretty. pretty oh, I, I know what you bring. You bring like one of those ones where you can like pick your own destiny, so you can read it a few times. Ah, oh, yeah. I've I haven't had them. I haven't had of them in years. I used to love them when I was in school. They were great. Oh yeah, I used to have them in school. We used to read them. I think the authors came to our school. Like the big ones is like the they always did like was I horror or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, the the authors came into our school with two like twins. Um, <laughs> That's the thing. You always you always held your finger by the page where you just were. So if you died, you could always go back and be like, no, no, no it's fine. Yeah, I still yeah. had the finger there. It's fine. Like I and didn't pick would, that ending. Like, do you know what I mean? And your mate would your mate would go, have you have you have you not died? No, no, no. I, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm <laughs> fine here. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> and then you realise you're actually at a dead end, and no matter what you pick. You're gonna die, so you have to go back again. You have to try and retrace your footsteps. Um, I had that. I had that uh, kind of to bring it into the modern age. I had a similar thing when watching um, Black Mirror Bandersnatch, like trying to trying yeah, to like yeah. pick the ending that wasn't end up get you getting fucked up, but you always end yeah. up getting fucked up at the end. I, I always try and pick the ending. I was I played it. I well watched it so many times to try and get like a random ending, but I always yeah. got the same one no matter what I picked. I got really angry. Yeah. Um, what? Well, just to add another topic, possibly. Mm. What you were allowed, if you're allowed one film? One film. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Oh, bloody hell! That's, that's a good shout. Well, while while you think, I'll say my film. Go on. My film would a hundred percent be Snatch. Nice. Um, but th- I don't know if you have you watched it yet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got it's got to be Snatch. It's just a, such a good, and I can rewatch it all the time. Such a good film. I have gone. I've gone super, su- not super, not super weird, but I've resorted back to my childhood because yeah. being an adult now, I remember this. I haven't watched this film in years, but I remember this film being really, really good as a kid. And it is uh, Pixar's A Bug's Life. Oh, what a film! Yeah, I, I don't agree. know if it's I a... don't know if it holds up now. Being twenty seven, I'm yeah, just going it... from what I remember as a, as a kid. But it's I just like hard. An absolutely great film. Yeah. Speaking of movies, though, I didn't mention it at the start of the podcast. I think I forgot. Mm. I watched a really weird movie last night with Jade. Go on. So it's a bit of a tangent, but it was called "I'm Thinking of Ending Things" on Netflix. Okay. It was the weirdest film I've ever seen in my life. It was so weird. It's what got weird, um, weird. I, it's 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 based on a book, um, and I won't spoil it. But it's got like a deep. It's one of those films where you watch it, you get to the end, you go, "What the what the bloody hell was that about?" Yeah. And then you kind of realise it's got a deeper meaning. And the yeah. film, what you thought you were watching, was about something completely different. But it's the the actors in it's so good. I don't know. Have you seen um, Hereditary? I haven't, but I know a lot about it. And I, it's I'm good. Not... The mother in that, um, I think it's Tony Collette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she, she, she's in it. She's a, she plays like a parent to this boy. 
Jake and uh, David's. I don't even know the one from Harry Potter that plays the werewolf. Theralus. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what I mean. Um, oh, fuck is his name? Carrot Top, but I'm going to Google his name. I think it's David Theralus. Theralus? Yeah. Um, um, but yeah. Um, yeah, the, it, was, it was so good. All the actors in it was it was one of the weirdest films I've watched, though. I did not know what was going on for about... It was a, it's a two-hour movie. I sat there for an hour and 40 minutes going... I have no clue what's going on. I got to the end of the movie and I thought I had nothing, didn't have a clue what's going on. And then I, it was almost like a double. I don't know what's going on because <laughs> it got so weird at the end. And there's not, there's not a plot to it. It's quite a straightforward plot. The plot is this girl and this boy go to visit her parents' house, his parents' house. And the whole movie is just weird. It's shot really weird and kind of cool. Um, I love the way it, it shot. It was it was David Theresis. Uh, you are right. Oh, okay, um, but yeah, it's just shot so weird, and it, and uh, quite cool actually. And it's just the acting in it's so weird, and the plot is crazy. But I, I did some research on the movie, and I actually think it's one of my one of my favourite movies now, just because I thought it was thinking back on the movie after it kind of been explained through the book. It's such a deep movie, and I think I might even buy the book. So I, I watched um, Mother the other day. Oh, right, that, okay. And I say I watched the other day. I've tried to watch this film. Tw- this is another... F- I managed to finish it, but this was the third time I attempted to watch this film. Um, right. Because the first two times, I couldn't get through it. It made me so weirdly uncomfortable to watch. Right. And it's just... the It's not even like the story but the acting and the story and how it kind of it just it's just it makes me feel like it's kind of hard to explain but you've ever been to someone's house and they've got like they're not quite as clean as you and you come away and you feel like a bit dirty and a bit grubby right do you know what i mean like yeah i I, I honestly i was watching it like the first second time and i'm like i'm scratching at my skin do you know what i mean and like it gives me like the heebie-jeebies, and I'm like, Bleh. I don't like. Do you know what I mean? It's like right. I, don't, I don't like it. It's weird. What, but what, I managed... what? Is it a horror movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of there's a lot of subliminal messages about, I, I... about religion and kind of shit in there. It's it's a mad movie. It's a great movie. I love movies with a subliminal messaging and kind of small subplots going on that you kind of have to, almost after it's finished, go and watch a YouTube video to get it explained and it's like amazing because it opens up the whole movie to be like this whole new thing that you didn't even realise you were watching. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Like, I, yeah, it's mad. Like, There's a lot of that with um, the Jordan Peele movies like um, Us and yeah, Get Out. I, I have not seen Us, but I have seen Get Out, and I thought Get Out was brilliant. So, Us is more of a grander scale movie, like a lot more happens, whereas Get Out is kind of like small scale, it's just like a few characters. Is, is that the one where they've got loads of doppelgangers, is that right? With us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that was the case. And I won't spoil the plot, but there's so much subliminal messaging and like kind of in that universe comparing to the way life is now. And it's yeah. just, yeah, I, I, I love when movies kind of tap into without telling you but they're kind of telling you and it through the yeah. messaging and the and the the colors and the and the symbolism throughout the movie yeah cool 
So, we are going to end the podcast this week, ladies and gents, on our segment called Help Me Get Me Into, which Reese came up with brilliantly a few weeks back. Um, and obviously, last week, I gave you Gojira, and you gave me um, Catfish, didn't you? Was Catfish? Yeah, last week, yeah. Yeah, yeah. last week. And obviously, we've given each other a new band for this week. And my band I gave you was the legends that are Led Zeppelin. So, how did you find Led Zeppelin? Led Zeppelin, from listening to... Because I've only... Before now, I've only listened to, like, a few of the hits. Led Zeppelin are a band that you can... You listen to it, and you feel like you've listened to it before, no matter what song you listen to. Because Mm. music across all genres, you can clearly see... They've influenced everything. Yeah, 100%. Throughout all their music, it just does feel like you're listening to... If you didn't know what era they're from, you'd think, oh, these are copying this from there, this from there. But everything they do has been... been, I don't want to say copy, but... um, Oh, what's the word? Kind of... Influenced. Yeah, they've influenced so many, if not all, music. So, almost like the Beatles have... So yeah, for listening to all their songs, it's just been I've kind of, oh, basically pressed shuffle, laid back, and I was just sitting there going, I, sh- I didn't really realise this was the, what they sounded like. Oh, and the next song was like, oh, this is different, this is different, this is different. It was just yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, they're just a, they're a fantastic, fantastic band, to say the least. And as I said, I I was brought up with my dad listening to Led Zeppelin, Deep Purple, Rush, um, Black Sabbath, all of those kind of bands. So. I've been incredibly fortunate in that respect to to have a lot of those stuff influence what I listen to now. Obviously, I listen to a lot more heavy stuff, things like that, but I still have that kind of love and reverence for that stuff because of my, because of my dad, you know? So, yeah. It's fucking great. But yeah, I was great. just so I was just so surprised with the, with the with how much stuff they cover and the sheer sheer range of their back catalog is massive. Yeah, so. definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And yeah, you gave me Idols. The I did. the punk weeks, as I'm gonna call them, from uh from uh, from Brighton, aren't they? Yeah they I think so. Possibly. I'm pretty sure they're from Brighton. Yeah. I, if, I think if they're I not, so. I'm locating them to Brighton now for reasons. <laughs> <laughs> um they released an album uh, They're from Bristol. In... They're from Bristol. Bristol. What did I say? Brighton. Uh, Brighton, Brighton Bristol. Uh, same, similar, yeah. you know, they sound the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, obviously they released an album back in 2018, uh, Joy is an Act of Resistance, which propelled them massively into stardom and fame, and they have just announced a tour in which they have sold three nights out at Brixton Academy, which is 15,000 tickets in the space of about an hour. Which is yeah, pretty big numbers for a band in which what what idols sound like is big, big, big things. Um, for a bit of context, idols you either love or you hate, yeah. and they are very much a marmite band. I have seen idols play live. I saw them at All Points East Festival. I would bring with Horizon back in. 2018, 2019, whatever it was. Um, and was I that, thought was, they were great. Go on. Was that before the the Joy's Act Resistance? I think it was. I think it was after. 
It was, right. after, it was definitely after the record came out. Um, yeah, and they were absolutely great. They, they, they had a lot of stage presence. Uh, they had a lot of a lot of things to say. Um, but since seeing them live, I hadn't really gone in on the record. You know, I like some of the songs off the record. I've had a couple of the songs on like on playlists, and I have them on a couple of playlists. But I've never really sat down and listened to the album in full front to back. So that's yeah. kind of what I did. And there is not many bands that can incite a generation in the way that Idols do. Yeah. Um, and that's that's I think Idols' biggest biggest beacon of brilliance is the fact they've completely and utterly captivated an audience of young people to make a movement, to make a change, to stand up for something. Very much like how uh, Rage Against the Machine have done in the past. Yeah. Um, very much how I feel like En Shikairi do. Uh, and, you know, get capturing the minds and the hearts of young people and making them stand up for something and saying, actually, this isn't right, this isn't just... We're gonna stand up. We're gonna fight our corner and stand our ground. And I yeah. think that is, regardless of the music, whether you like it or loathe it. I think that's first and foremost the most important thing that they actually stand for something. Because yeah. a lot of bands just write, you know. And I'm not gonna throw a catfish under the bus. I am a little bit, but yeah, they're, in compa- they're just in comparison, their songs are essentially pop hits about nothing about yeah. a girl smoking a cigarette or whatever like yeah. it does like they're fine in their box but they're not changing the world and again not every band is designed to change the world you know yeah exactly there's different different tastes for different people and catfish are just a band that slot into that they don't take themselves too seriously their music isn't you and know groundbreaking but that's the thing there's a very fine line between what idols do great and what idols could potentially do terribly and that is like being that ultra politicized uh walk they they walk without being like um like almost talking down to people because don't get me wrong they don't they are absolutely brilliant at walking that line and they they get people to walk with them, but they're not yeah. talking down to it. Where other bands who are very political fall into the other trap, and they end up talking down to people and yeah. not really igniting the flame underneath people. You've like idols you've, do, you know. You've summed it up brilliant there. They they do make people walk with them. Like, um, just to kind of speak for myself, mm. before listening to idols. Um, I found that the gender debate has been pretty one-sided towards women. So what I found is it's been more to do with helping women to to be equal and less about bringing men down and trying to address the problems where men feel that they're more powerful, where they have to be more dominant or whatever. So with idols, the way they address it is they basically address the problems of men to make men feel like they don't have to pretend to be this uh, masculine character and play up to all the lads down the pub. They, it's fine to cry and it's fine to to be who they are. And in the meantime, it's it just don't don't take advantage of of your power when it's given to you. 
And I think I think idols are of a school of bands where right, every band when they start want to make it to the top. You know, yeah. ACDC wouldn't have written a song about it if that wasn't the case. You know, um, but at the same time, like they're more about they they got to a certain position in their career on their own merit, and rather than standing on other people's bands and other people's things to get higher, they're the ones lifting their arms lower and going, come on, we'll help you get to where you need to be. And they're almost taking their fans and other bands and things with them up the ladder to try and say, we can collectively make a change and make a difference and bring everybody else with us rather than standing on someone else. So yeah, on, exactly. on the on the point you made about um, saying about women's where women's rights and things like that, it's like I sometimes feel like it's a case of you know women's rights are important. Obviously, that goes without saying. Yeah. But sometimes, like you don't have to swing down and punch a man to to up women's rights. You know. Yeah, exactly. We I can think... help each other. You know. Yeah, exactly. That's what idols do. They say, look across the board, there needs to be almost reform. In yeah. our society, so to say that just 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 don't do this, don't treat women unfairly, is not no. ever going to work. The way they say it is is like, look, guys, almost taking them to one side and saying, well, look, guys, this is you just need. It's, it's fine to feel the way you want to feel, and it's fine to, you know, um, to not live up to this masculine character that you've been told since a young child to be. Yeah, it, it's okay to cry in a sense, and it's okay to. It's okay to feel sad, and it's, and, yeah. it's, and also it's okay to feel angry, and you know yeah, exactly. this, this this album is angry in places, but it's anger used in the right way. And yeah, I feel like, like that's so important because you know if you it's good to have anger, anger is power, but if you don't use it in the right way, it manifests itself in the wrong way, and it comes out in you know in a in an argument or it comes out in a punch up or whatever. You know, it, 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 you end up losing the fight before you've even started. Yeah. You know, like, it's very much an argument. Um, if you try and have a debate, like, so going off tangent slightly, you try having an argument uh, with a racist about race, yeah. for example, right? Nine times out of ten, the racist will get angry at you. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, that racist has then just lost their argument. Because yeah. they've lost their cool, do you know what I mean? It's yeah, like exactly. as soon as as soon as you lose your your anger and you you let your anger boil over and not put it in the right way, you're already on the back foot, you know. Yeah. Whereas I always think um, anger and emotion is best placed in music because it can't hurt anyone. It exactly, can make a yeah. difference. It can make a change, but it can't hurt no one. You know. Yeah. Like the, re- I yeah. think. Like the song um, Danny Nadelko, which is about um, immigrants, and in yeah. the UK, in the UK, we've had a really big problem with uh, people being—I'll say—people being uneducated towards immigration and and, and and new people coming into the country. Yeah. And in, in that song, it doesn't—it doesn't slander those people for being racist. It just says, "Look, they're all the same," and it's basically—it's like he's. He's got anger in his voice, but that anger—I think he said in a in, a, in an interview—is like a march 
like he's the head of a march and he's got an army behind him trying to create change yeah and that's the thing like i don't i don't you know I, i'm i'm fairly simple in the sense that it doesn't matter if you're black if you're white if you're straight yeah. by whatever you identify sexually as if you're nice to me i'll be nice to you if you're yeah. a prick to me i'll be a prick to you you know like and i just think whatever happens whatever your color your skin or whatever wherever you're born you know just because you're born in a different part of the world to me why should I, why should you why should i feel different or better than you for that reason you should yeah you know and it's important we we keep talking about and bands like idols address it and have, have become this band that addresses these problems because we can sit here and people can sit here and go well i'm not racist how can anyone be racist because that's quite an argument that people put all to quite a lot of the time they say well i don't understand how anyone can be racist but that's the problem because because you can't understand people or why people can be racist it's because of a lack of education because we need to in this country we need to be educated the fact that bad things have happened to um black people um mm. women and all that um and that pe- people of an older generation were of the, the minds that that was fine and that was all right so them being racist isn't them being evil it's a lack of education that f- that creates an evil well this is persona. the thing this is the thing like it, it was only in the 60s that you know homophobia or um homosexual relationships weren't illegal or became yeah, exactly you know legal you know so in a sense we as the the um the generation that have grown up with it being legal still with our parents and our grandparents still being alive we need to essentially nip that shit in the bud as yeah. quickly as possible it's otherwise people like that will go on to have kids and their ideology will continue to spread, you know. You've only got to look at the middle America, you know, and some of the stuff yeah, they've like, come out with and you just think it's a different How world the hell did you come to that conclusion? Yeah. You know and mental, literally it's, mental. Nowadays it's not enough to just say I'm not racist. No. Nowadays you have like th- there has to be an education of people who are around you that aren't yeah, and especially living in um, a rural place like Pembrokeshire, we have one of the probably the lowest um, amounts of you know diverse people um, yeah. of different cultures and races and stuff. So down here, more than anywhere, there's a lot of uneducated people. And that's so, the thing. I just think it's so it's so difficult to you know, especially like you know people like my granddad and things like that, trying to teach him that you know you can't go around calling them black people, whatever, and you can't say that all gays are whatever, you know, I'm not going to obviously use the expletives, but you can use your imaginations. Yeah, exactly. You know? and, but it's and, like, you can't teach those people that, because they're already set in their ways like that, but what you can yeah. do is definitely call that stuff out when you see it, because if you, if you call it out and keep the conversation moving, and keep people talking about it, keep all in people's minds and people's consciousness it will remain an issue and people will still see it as an issue but as soon as you don't talk about it it goes back underground and it becomes or essentially back under the carpet almost and yeah. it becomes oh it's not a problem but also what it still is 
because you know there's still this horrible shit being said and being done against you know minorities and and different people you know people who are just different from your average white male for example you know yeah exactly and you, you look at um and well as an extreme vision nazi germany for example so many people mm. were set in the ways of believing everything that they were told but all they needed was really good education to be taught differently yeah. and then they realized so it isn't a, it isn't a matter of people just being evil by generation people aren't nasty you no. people's granddads and grandparents are not nasty people like they just have they have not been educated they've been educated to believe that by saying that the 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 different races are the enemy almost so yeah. It's, it's, it's all about education in that sense. And that's why idols are a band that are breaking that into music and trying to figurehead a movement of, look, don't sing against us, sing with us. Yeah, let's learn, let's Let's learn together. Definitely, definitely. Cool. So who have I got for you? Who have you got for me next week? Next week, I've got for you. I want you to take a, a, a deeper dive into the killers oh god okay (laughs) (laughs) okay fair enough um yeah yeah okay i wanted to to be fair to be fair to the killers um i put them obviously in the same bracket as bands like um kings of leon right right okay and i'm gonna go just roll with you for a sec kings of leon obviously have their massive hit singles but I actually listened on recommendation to listen to their first album. Really, really good. Like, yeah. really underrated. This so, is where people people go wrong with the Killers. People think Mr. Brightside, mm-hmm. and they think nothing else. But the Killers are a really good band for some of the other stuff. It's just, it's just not heard. Okay, so I'm gonna give you something very, very different from what you've just had. I'm going to give you the band Fightstar. Right, okay. Are you aware of Fightstar at all? I've never heard of them. Give me okay, a bit of a background. So, bit of background. They are a London-based post-hardcore band uh, that came to fruition in the year 2000 with guitarist Charlie Simpson of Busted fame on lead guitar and vocals. And they are great. So, I think you really like them. Right, okay. And they're kind of, so to give you uh, a rundown, uh, fans of, four four fans of Funeral for a Friend, The Blackout, In Me, Lost Profits, we won't go there. (laughs) We are the in crowd, Young Guns, which to be fair, I think is a bit harsh, some of these bands, because they're a lot better than some of these bands. Uh, Ruben is a good shout, Twin Atlantic is a good shout, Um, Death of Anna. Maybe. Anyway, they're a really good band. So yeah, okay. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give you them. But yeah, so it's gonna be. Are you, are you giving the killers? Yeah. So the killers. I thought with, with the killers. With the killers, I thought I'd give you a bit of something completely different. Yeah. And cool. I kind of want to with some of my picks going forward. I kind of want um, people watching to kind of take something away and kind of listen to more of different music because it'd be yeah, easy definitely. for me to go. Oh, who doesn't matter? like as much as me and name a big band but yeah, kind of yeah, want to go into that's the thing it's about, it's about discovery avenues. as well isn't it you know yeah so um yeah that sounds like a plan cool thank you so much for listening guys we will see you next tuesday as ever 
if everything goes to plan and life doesn't get in the way like it did a couple of weeks back. But um, until then, <laughs> it's uh, goodbye from Reese. Goodbye. As there was a really weird delay. There. I saw I saw him say bye, and then he said bye. Oh. Really weird. <laughs> bye. <laughs> right. Cool. Speak soon, everybody. See you soon. Bye. 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 <laughs>